Before we begin our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we're recording on. For Cass, it's the Borogagal people, and for Haley, it's the Durawal people. So, you know, you just kind of like talk off to the side and you just go, oh, <laughs> oh hello, welcome to Drag Me Out Official. I'm Cass. I'm Haley. We have a very special co-host this week. She has the basic instinct, the total recollection. She'll have you running wild. Please welcome to the show, Shazza Stone. Hello. Oh. Hi, welcome. <laughs> welcome. Just arrived. <laughs> Just arrived. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's the two-tone. It's the two-tone in the... the um, do that you've got going on right now that I'm actually really a big fan of yeah yeah I like a bit of an ombre in all my hair but like mm. I've only got two hairs with like I've got one black and white one and one and like this but like a lot of my hairs try to go for a two-tone because I've got pony that's like purple at the back and then black here but I'm I find black washes me out like no matter what it's just mm-hmm. my a lot of the time because I'm ghostly you speak um, to the two whitest people in Australia I mean, um, Cass, you've probably seen on my Insta yeah. that that mm-hmm. photo of me as a um, not drag queen. Um, <laughs> that is in black and white for a reason because if you saw that in colour, that's literally just me being like white. Like <laughs> I thought it was in colour and that was just the tone of your skin. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see, because I didn't check, I want to see what Shazza looks like out of drag. Cute. Um, Thank is, you. Is um, it on your drag? Is it on your Yeah, Instagram? yeah. Um, you've got to scroll down a little bit, though. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, I think I showed you because I'm not going to lie to you, Shazza. I oh, my God. You're so you pretty. Melbourne. Right? You're a pretty girl and a pretty boy. That's not fair. Yeah, I'm not either. Thank you. I feed on compliments. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. Your wings start to grow. Oh, that <laughs> So firstly, and I don't want to bring the mood down because we're going to bring it up, I actually want to dedicate this episode in particular to my uncle who passed away this week. I've been speaking to my family this week. They know about the podcast and they're actually going to be watching it. So Mm -hmm. my love to my auntie Margaret and my cousin Bettina and Kevin and, you know, Mm. we we love Uncle Keith and we're going to miss him. And so... We all love Uncle Keith. I mean, especially when you, like, have a loss of family, it is very... Especially like, and the fact that you've come back and you're still doing this cast is actually very impressive because when I've lost a close family member, it's very much been like, nobody in my life can deal with me and it's just like, go away. But I completely respect the fact that you've come back here and you're still very present for this. And I, I respect the fact that you invited me on, especially given the circumstances. He, he was one of those ones, just do it. And, um, you know, we're, we're not talking about somebody who passed away in, you know, young years or anything. He was in his 80s and, you know, yeah, he, he, he had was a good born. life. Okay. Yeah, he, he did. And, you know, he was he, he was there and he was annoying, just like most of my family are. And, you know, mm-hmm. that was what we loved about him and everything. So like I could say, there would probably be sharks in a tornado and we'd still have you on the show. So that's the thing and that was the other thing a friend of mine hi jane actually rang me about the last episode and she said to me she goes 
listening to your review of Sharknado actually made me want to watch Sharknado. (laughs) (laughs) My husband actually watched it today. Like it it was in the background and like he just couldn't stop laughing. I'm like, I had to cut that down because she basically told the whole plot of the movie. The whole plot. (laughs) (laughs) Whilst laughing the entire time. Otherwise, it would have been like a 20-minute review on Sharknado. It's so bad. And I loved it. And I'm not, I, I'm not going to apologize for the fact that you had to cut it down. So back on track. Yeah, please, yes. What made you become a drag queen? So, okay, what inspired me to do drag? I would say for me, like, originally it was, you know, seeing queer people be out and proud and do something so intensely creative that it really like spoke to the internal part of me that was like you know but I would say more so now it's about being present in the community and being someone that people can talk to to aspire to be or you know have that level of confidence and I think that really drives me forward seeing especially a lot of the younger queens I, I say that like I've been doing drag forever but you know seeing a lot of the newer queens coming out of COVID doing their thing and it's really like for me it's always been very heartwarming as part of my thing but I think overall it's been really inspiring to see everyone else come out and do their thing and I'm sort of being their like proud mum. I think it's one of those things and um, I'm obviously a little bit older um, just a smidge uh, the whole thing about there was no representation on TV or anything like that. Like a a gay movie was something that you had to go and see in a totally different movie theater. And, you know, it usually was accompanied with an R rating or whatever it was, because there was two people of the same sex kissing and, and, Mm. and and whatnot. (gasps) Um, I know. It's so unnatural. It goes against God's plan. I don't even Ooh. like watch heading heteros kiss. I'm like, oh, I don't like watching heteros. I don't, I don't like kissing generally. I'm like, stay back, please. I just don't, I don't like, like the noise that they make when they do it. Like it, mm. the noise turns me up. Yeah, yes. I'm yeah. Like, I'm like, mm. what yeah. is that? Yeah. <laughs> but I think now, in in our day and age, now where, where we are now, that the the fact that there is representation out there for the younger queer homosexual, mm. not only take the stigma off the community Mm. that there are some people who are even in my age category and higher, you know, still associate with the art house element of Mm. what entertainment was. Cause as I said, you know, back if you wanted to watch a movie that had a same sex relationship in it or anything like that, it was taboo. It was taboo. And you know, as I said, it went to an art house film, you know, cinema complex or whatever it was, mm. and it was there for about a week or two. It had the R rating on it. And mm. then, you know, it isn't until now that you actually see some of the things that were made in the past, mm. but it was it was things like Priscilla mm. and, and Chu Wong Fu because they had mainstream stars in them mm. that it started to bring it up. Yeah. Uh, and it started to start conversations. Yeah. But we're just happy and excited that we have somebody like you who's leading the charge for the next, you know, I don't want to say generation because you're not that old. 
Hey, you know. Thank you. <laughs> um, you're not you're that like, old. No, 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 no. You're not that old, as in like you're not my age old. I mean, because the reality is that, I mean, you guys are like the generation behind me. Hmm. But it's a, it's a, like that's the thing. Like, and the thing is, like, even the generation behind me, you know, like, the, like it's weird saying that. Like, people, people born after the two thousands freak me out. Like in general, I'm just like, oh, you're you're an adult. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Mm-hmm. You know, they can um, vote and drink. Who knew? Yeah, they can vote and drink and become drag queens. And I'm like, okay. And uh, we. I suppose I'll just quit now. <laughs> you know, like my golden years are coming. <laughs> How would you best describe your drag in particular? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I like to think of myself as a comedy queen first and foremost, but I do like having a bit of a pretty element. But mm-hmm. I do like to use humor as my way of kind of bonding with people and really developing that relationship because I think you know you can be a pretty fancy drag queen and I appreciate the people that are but I do think in order to become someone that has engagement with the community like I was speaking before about you need to have that connection to it and you know who doesn't want to connect with someone who laughs you know especially at their own jokes you know (laughs) like I'm so funny no (laughs) I would describe myself as a comedy queen with like, I like to say I'm a fun mum at the end of the day. Because, right. you know, like, I know, like, you think the name Shazza Stone, you're like, sex symbol. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, I try. It doesn't work. You know, hi. Ooh. <laughs> it just makes people uncomfortable. <laughs> it's, it's like, hi. Hi. Mm. <laughs> it's like, don't come near me. You're freaking me out. Ugh. No. So why did you choose Shazza Stone as a name? Yeah, it actually isn't my original name. That's the thing. I know, scandal. No. <laughs> um, so my original name was actually Miss Morphia, you know, like because I, I identify as non-binary. Mm-hmm. Um, it was my representation of like body dysmorphia. And, you know, I was like, I'm being avant-garde and different. So I wanted a, I wanted a name that sort of went, you know, <gasps> to it but I realized after a while that it really wasn't a name that I actually felt here mm-hmm. and especially it didn't, it didn't really speak to like it speaks to the elegance but it doesn't speak to the funny you know when people heard it was like welcome to the stage you know they would never go you know welcome to the stage Shazza Stone you know because <laughs> they feel like they can do that you know to it with my new name but I chose the new name because actually <laughs> The funny story about that is it's literally not from Sharon Stone. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah. It, people often think that it's the funniest thing. I thought of the name Shazza because I was watching Cowzos, obviously, you know, first reference. But then I love rhinestones, which pretty much every outfit I own is covered in rhinestones, um, except this one, because <laughs> I was like, I thought it was something a bit neutral. But yeah, so I ended up going Shazza Stone. And then it was only like two weeks later when someone was like, you know, that's like referencing to Sharon Stone, right? And I was like, <laughs> like, I promise you I'm pretty and smart, but just not always. <laughs> I, was like, oh. I thought I'm you like, just yeah, really like Sharon Stone. Always. Oh, well, I do now. Um, <laughs> so I was like, I need to know everything about her. But no, but, do you um, do impersonations? I've actually thought about it. I like doing vocal impersonations, mm-hmm. but... I couldn't say that I'm particularly good at them. You don't have to be good at them. You just have to be confident while doing it. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you put it on, you're like, Ugh. 
It's like, <laughs> I'm good at what I do, I promise. <laughs> but you know, Sharon Stone, let's mm. just throw it out there, is I think she's like 62 or 63. Mm. That woman, I do not believe, has had one little bit of work done. She oh, no. is spectacular looking for her age. You know exactly. what? If I had that amount of money, I'd look spectacular too. You could buy all the gold face creams and, you know, lie all day with a facial by the, you know, side of the pool as a cabana boy feeds your grapes. Yeah, but I'd... genetics is still going to come into play. Yeah. Still, she's got to have some Botox. I mean, look at me. I'm 73 years old. Wow, you look great. Now, oh. you did mention to Cass that... Because we both had have had gastric bypass. I had the full gastric bypass in May this year and Cass had the uh, mini gastric bypass in November last year. You did mention to Cass that you knew what we were talking about. Did you did you allude that you've had it done? Um, I, I don't think I alluded. I think I said directly. She said it outright. No, she said it outright. I didn't want to call her out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah it's totally real i'm this skinny from like just exercise and dieting <laughs> so that that was not in the cards for me trust me so i had the uh not the bypass where they like i, I can't remember like what it's actually called because i didn't get the sleeve i got the middle one not the one where they put like a clamp on your stomach so you had the mini bypass um I, is it that one Cass? it's, what I got. it's, one? it's called the yeah. rue the rue Rulim. Omega loop, sorry. Yeah, the, um, yeah, yeah, the Omega loop. Yeah. So they put like, like a, they make like a stomach. little pouch, basically. You've got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No yeah. Okay. I can never remember the name of it. Everyone's like, yeah. I don't know. I think you had them like. <laughs> and how long ago did you have that? <laughs> um. So I actually had it when I was eighteen. You know. So oh God. <laughs> so like, two years ago. <laughs> thank you. Now I'm twenty-four, woman. Thank Six you. Six months. <laughs> uh, no, no. You're twenty-four. Like, um, yeah. I know. I'm, I'm I'm double your age. You're so old. <laughs> well, you know, we both look the same age right now, so it's fine. <laughs> so I had it when I was 18. Because mm-hmm. um, at that time, I was ugh, testing my memory right now. 176 or 78, I think. I think it was 178. So, you know, and I was 18 years old. I'd just gone through high school and not feeling great about myself generally because you know when you're at that size weight going through you know like the worst years of your life it's not 100 mm-hmm. percent the greatest feeling you know you look at me now and she's like you're so confident I'm like not really <laughs> no but um going through high school I had to be this like really like I'm um, did either of you have like quite a bit of weight through high school or is it more like an as you get yeah yeah so like Cass um you'd understand it's very uncomfortable you feel like an outer a lot of the time yeah that's where you develop your sense of humor so why weren't you a featured drag queen at melbourne drag expo did you not is what is a register thing did you did you have Um, to register yeah that is an interesting thing um i did think about it when when they first you know when they first announced it like two years like Mm -hmm. just before all the like everything happened and then they announced expo and it was like on this august and it was like three augusts later Yeah, and I was like, oh, like after that first one, I was like, oh, I'll just I'll do it closer to the date when they like jumped it, and then I was like, oh, they've jumped it again, so I'll just do it closer to that, and then I completely forgot because I was studying, <laughs> and I was just like, love that for me. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> Cass can attest I was featured. Thank you. <laughs> I was present. 
you know, yes, but they got what they wanted. Very present. Did I yeah. tell you? No. Yeah. I yeah. got a black toe, and that's the grossest thing. I got a black toe from the heels of all that walking, and it's still there. What, like three months later? And I'm like, wow. mm, drag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I wouldn't like I wouldn't like I'm not a person that's like not going to talk about the gross stuff as well as the good stuff. <laughs> so just letting you know that. I've been trying to like paint it to make it look like presentable whenever I'm wearing like sandals or candles or wherever it's from, you know? And I'm just like, I swear I'm fine. It's fine. <laughs> but right now it looks like I've just got a club foot. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh. But uh, where, where the convention center, like where the hall itself was situated, that was quite a hike. Mm-hmm. Um, I parked at DFO, so I had to pay $48. Um, for parking per day and I didn't realize wow. that the convention center had parking <laughs> so fuck my life <laughs> no because like and it only just came out today too so I was just looking at my bank account going because <laughs> I used it three times in South Yarra and then two times in DFO and I was like why did I stay here the whole day why did I just like shop and then leave no. <laughs> the but important it, question like, is are you coming to Sydney Drag Expo? Um, good question. Because I wanted to do World Pride as well and all of that, but it will really depend on the financial situation at the time, to be honest. Mm. More because drag looks expensive because it is. <laughs> uh, you know, because pe- people are like, "Oh my god, you look so polished," and I'm like, "Thank you, I paid a thousand dollars." You know, because like if you actually think about this, like the cheapest thing I'm wearing right now is this shirt. Because, like, this hair, these earrings, this lipstick, these, all, all of the makeup products is easily, like, $700 right here. Wow. Like, just here. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh. And um, as someone who right now isn't performing that much just due to commitments with um, makeup and everything, um, and I've got to do a lot of work experience with that course as well, so it's very consuming with my time, um, even to my friends. Because right now I haven't, I haven't seen my bestie, uh, Normie Daniels, for like a month and a half, give or take, like since Expo, because I've just been really, really hectically busy. Mm. And it's like, I feel guilty about it, but I literally can't make any spare time outside of like a lunchtime three days a week, you know, and it's only like an hour. And I'm like, I'd rather give more time to my friends than an hour. And I think it it makes me feel a little guilty, but I also know that the commitments to my education are a little more important than my social life a little bit like like not I need to balance it out a bit better but it's sort of like you know what I mean it's very consuming to try and put yourself into a diploma mm. like education wise well it'd be worth mm. it in the end oh yeah I mean it's had an effect <laughs> are you working like as a drag queen or do you do other things to make um so currently I don't actually work um mm. I am fully studying at the moment but um like I say I like to work as a drag queen but there's a lot of drag queens in Melbourne. So finding said work is a bit fun. That <laughs> would be the word. I mean, if anybody's listening, I'm available. Um, <laughs> hire me, please. But in all seriousness, it's very much more. I'm trying to commit a lot of my time to my studying without detrimentally affecting my drag. And, you know, like say, I don't want to cancel a gig just because I've got work experience or something like that. And I don't want to take that away from anyone else as well as myself, because that would affect my reputation as a queen. Because, you know, yeah. nobody likes a flaky queen. I mean, I'm usually that queen that's there four hours early. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I do not want to be like every other drag queen where it's like three hours late. You know, we're starting at 11 and finishes at 4 a.m. <laughs> you know, yeah. but it was supposed to start at 7. 
you know, it's like, uh, <laughs> no, but um, I'm always there early. I'm always consistently like present. And that's one thing I'm pride myself on in my drag is being on time and being in the situation enough to be, you know, the best way to describe it. <laughs> yeah, off topic, I bought this book. <gasps> oh, the Grace Tame book. I um I mean I saw that the other day at uh Dimix and I was like, oh, should I get this? It's on <laughs> it was on Amazon. I got it for quite cheap and I saw her on the project um a couple mm. nights ago. And fuck, she's like just incredible. Mm. Do you know who Grace Tame is, Kath? Did you just Google her? She's the one that told um the previous prime minister he was a dickhead. Basically. Yeah, she, she got Australian. Oh, yes, 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 I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. I love she got. Doing the backstory, Grace. So she was, she's lived in Tasmania. She's a high school student and she was groomed by her teacher and sexually assaulted multiple oh, times. Oh, I do know this story. Yeah. I just didn't know the name that went with yeah. it. Yeah. So she, yeah, so she made a memoir. So I'll give a shout out to the book. I haven't read it because it only just came today, uh, but I shall A memoir? Uh, trigger a warning for obviously child abuse and um mm, that yeah. kind of stuff as well yeah but I thought I would support because she's like incredibly strong and the fucker is messaging her through Twitter and no one is doing anything about it um, I mean that's that's just wrong honestly like yes yeah, that's not right no, no I mean it, there's no way it could be right literally no. it's just wrong so, and, and they because they had a law in Tasmania that like you couldn't talk about it and basically, mm. like a Jackie Lambie type person in Tasmania mm. said, "No, fuck that. Let's let's change this so you can talk about your story and get this guy yeah. on the map mm. as a deviant because he's not the only one. She's not the only one that he did this to. There's multiple people came out, but now she can yeah. tell her story. Um, Finally, I appreciate that someone like Grace Tame um, is using her platform to actually talk about." sexual assault and one of her things was like oh no one wants to talk about child abuse but she's like no we it's a horrible subject but we need to talk about it all right what are we up to um i jumped on the scales today yeah and so i have not only lost the weight that i gained Mm -hmm. but so the last time because for quality assurance purposes, I listened to a previous episode. Um, I was at like 125.5. I am now at 123.9. Nice. Brilliant. No, seriously, I'm actually really proud of that. Like Thank you. I remember, I remember when I had my bypass, I, I was counting every kilo that I dropped because I was like, Thank mm. you, it's going down. But like, especially when it starts more dropping more rapidly, you'll see the difference and you'll be like, yeah. oh. You'll just, you'll feel lighter. <laughs> I, well, well, I, I actually spent last night throwing out all my oversized clothing because. Isn't it the best? It just Hold looks like. Jumpers. Yeah, I love my jumpers. I'll never get rid of my jumpers. Any house clothes that I don't wear outside the house, I'll keep because I like the comfy ones. But yeah, the ones yeah. that I wear outside, I, I got rid of. And I have to buy new clothes now. But yeah, yeah I, I told Cass this. I weighed myself on last Sunday at the gym in the afternoon and I was 101.3. So I'm super close to double digits. I've probably double digits in the morning, but you know how you, you know, fluctuate. Yeah. 
Let's check in the morning because you never know. <laughs> I never check my weight in the afternoon because it just makes me feel busy. Well, I don't have scales at home. So mm. I, for a reason, because I just obsess over them. So yeah. I do it's the what I'm, you can do too. Yeah. So I sort of, I'm going off my clothing more, but I just, I want to see that scale at just under the hundred would be nice. Yeah. Like as soon as you hit double digits, it's a, it's a really cathartic feeling. Like, and speaking like as someone obviously who wasn't double digits, because, mm. you know, I'm not doing with this app with our prior knowledge. When I hit double digits, especially after like dropping those 76 kilos, um, like 76, 78, anyway, point is math, like dropping down that level, like to the double digits, it was just a next level of like, oh, you know, like, do you, I, know, I do, like, do you know what you are now? Like, do you like, um, I, know it's, I know it's improper to ask a lady about her weight. Uh, no, I just eat tr- trash. <laughs> um, the last time I checked, I was like 78, 79. I like to keep it around 80, generally speaking, because anywhere between like 85 and 75 is my happy, oh, sorry, 75. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 yeah, no, 75. Sorry, math, not not my strong suit. <laughs> um, anywhere between 75 and 85 is my sort of happy zone. Mm-hmm. Um, because just with the way I'm, I'm built, if I go below 70, I end up looking very skeletal in the face. And I just I think like I think I'm in the same boat as you where I'm a bit happy with like 75, 85. I think I was that in like high school, mm. I want to say. I feel if I go any lower, I'll start to look a bit sick. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, I think that this is actually pretty prevalent for anyone that has had a bypass. A lot of us strive to be like gym, you know, like built, you know, strong and like really skinny. Because especially it's like it goes from like one direction to the other mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And I think it's important to remember that we all have individual bodies. Mm-hmm. Like I, I do have a nice frame, not particularly for a uh, male presenting person in general, but like as like I have a more feminine shape just because of what I've put my body through <laughs> in general, corsetry and pain. So, how's your relationship with food now? That's actually a really, really tough question. I would say that you know, quite a few years down the track now, I've learned to not eat with my eyes a lot more because you can't. You've got to eat with your stomach, you know, because yeah. if you eat with your eyes, you're spending unnecessary amounts of money. You're wasting food. Um, a lot of the times you can't take food home in Melbourne because it's not that kind of place. You know, some places are, and I appreciate this place so much because I can take the meal that I really enjoyed home. You know, yeah. listen, restaurants, please. I, I'm that person that does that. I found that my relationship with food is that I experience it a lot more now. It's not just eating because it's food. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not, I'm eating this bolognese because it's there. You know, I'm eating this bolognese, yeah. it's rich, it's full, it's aromatic, it's delicious. It's, you know, all of these things. It's about experiencing the food rather than eating the food. And obviously I can't eat a lot like most of us. You know? What can't you eat anymore? Like what um, you, beef. Have, beef? Oh. Well, um, sorry, specifically steak. Um, I can eat beef mince, but very sparingly. For, for a little while there, it was actually uh, toast, more like bread. I, I just, it, my body couldn't stomach it, and it actually came up in this horrible, like, foam texture. It was oh, really- the foamies, yeah. Yeah, the foamies, yeah, yeah, you get it. It was not a fun experience, and I just, I went off, like, any sort of, like, I don't want to say fiber, because I did have supplements because I couldn't have bread, but I went off bread for, like, a good three years. I was like, I just didn't touch any, like at all. And it was literally like, 
when I get them back to it. But now I'm like, sure, toast. But yeah, so I can't eat steak at all. It, give, it gives me um, what they call dumping syndrome, which is, I think, something you two probably would have experienced. I haven't experienced it yet. Oh, lucky. But I'm, I'm seem to be fine with most things except for, I haven't had bread since the, like before the surgery, like probably mm. we're not supposed to eat. So I haven't actually tried proper bread. I had that half of that one that you paid $13 for the half of the English muffin at the hotel. And that was super heavy. And I was like, yeah, I was like, Oh, I can't, I can't eat that. But other than that, I just had wraps and I have the thins. Thins are your best friend, honestly. Yeah, sparingly, but I'll have usually have that to get me going in the morning. And I do feel a little bit heavy with the thins, but I'll still eat it. But this week, my husband brought me some sushi. Oh, welcome back to the sushi. It was glorious. And I ate like 18 rolls in like 12 hours like I just spaced it every time I went to the fridge I grabbed two rolls and then go back and then 20 minutes or 30 minutes later I'd grab another two rolls and I was like yep that's that's me what happened to me when I first went back to sushi I was like (laughs) the sushi is your best friend coming out of like gastric bypass honestly it's so filling too okay so Cass before you forget it again what hurts your pancreas what hurts my pancreas this week Mm mm-hmm it actually happened to me. You think I would have remembered it but for some reason because of what a balls up this week has been. I, it kind of went anything. So I have um, anxiety. I, I, I don't really have mental health issues. Every now and then I do. Sometimes they present and some, most of the time they don't. So I have um, slight anxiety when it comes to going to public restrooms. Hmm. You and me both. Right. And the reason why isn't because of anything sinister that happens in there or anything like that. It's got to do with the fact that at the time with my size, when I was a lot bigger, and obviously the fact that I am your stereotypical lesbian with the short hair, I get stopped um sometimes when i'm walking in by somebody who tells me that oh this is actually the female toilet uh-huh and my reaction is usually my vagina thanks you for that my reaction is usually um <laughs> right <laughs> honestly yeah so when i was bigger i mean not so much now because like loose skin and all of this other stuff the boobs are heading further and further south it's, it's one of those things where I just, it, what annoys me more than anything else is that the person doesn't bother to look at you. Yeah. They, they just, they go by the length of the hair or, you know, yeah. they go by the size of the person. So apparently if you're a, a big female, then you're misconstrued as male. Hmm. See, like, I mean, I can test to that with my mom as well. Like, she got a lot of that, even though, like, my mother is more of a, like, she she would be what you would consider, like, a very traditional woman. Um, Just clarifying that, like, I'm putting the quotation marks there. But she presented more masculine than, like, a general woman would. You know, I just, I, I hate saying those words, but it's the only way you can explain it. So... 
my view of femininity came from my mum, which is like, you know, you don't have to be <laughs> to be like a woman. You don't have to like yeah. put on all these like stereotypes of what femininity is to be a woman. And yeah. like the thing is my mum always, always, always got stopped because you know she'd always have her hair in a bun and she'd always like have her hair quite short at the front and you know like a little bit of a fringe but not really like totally ladylike um but she always got stopped and it was like I have a child look look you yeah. know like but yeah. especially back then you know as I say back then like 2003 2004 <laughs> um you know back then but it was it was still going on and I'm like what gives you the right to kind of ask anyone when they're going to take a piss where they should go at the end yeah. of the day? Like, it's unless stupid. unless they're whipping it out in the sink, like yeah. chill out. I'm like, if you're going to a um, like a cubicle, who cares at the end of the day? Like, but yeah, I've like, literally had security knock on the door while uh, I've been in the out. store. Yeah, mm. and and they knocked on the door, and I'm like can I help hello and they go oh this is security and I go and yeah and they go and they go oh you're female and I go oh actually my pants are down I can check right now yeah I am female and then like I I walk out I finish doing what I'm doing wash my hands I walk out and they're standing outside and then they go to stop me and I'm going I'm the same person that you were talking to and you know um so something very similar happened to me the other day where a lady went to stop me and I went, don't even do it, sister, because I knew exactly why she was going to stop me. Mm. Um, and the, the thing is, and this is for everybody out in the public, just because the exterior may not look traditional, I'm a girl. I'm a big old girl. Fact. Right? Maybe you should actually take a look. I, it's one of the few times where I wouldn't mind being objectified. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. look me up and like, down. Check like, to see. Look. I don't, don't look for my eyes. Actually look down here and check to see. Like, like I got Bristol's. Like, I just don't believe that people should make that judgment anyway. It's just like, if you need to pee, you need to pee. But reverse the roles. No man's going to stop a female from going into the men's. God, no. Bathroom. No, no, mm. not at all. And that's the thing. It's Not like at all. This would never happen at Bunnings. I don't understand in this day and age why they can't have male toilets, female toilets, and you know, it's gender neutral. Like, some yeah, do. Like it's getting some, some do, but what I don't understand is why it's not happening more and more and more. Because yeah. here's the thing, and it happened, it's at work, right? So we have we have gender neutral bathrooms at work. Some are female, some are male, but in some spaces we just share the same bathroom. Mm. And you know what? Men are disgusting. Can you not pee in the toilet bowl? Can you just, just no. he's, he's a pancreas pee. burster if ever I've heard one. Uh. Pee in the toilet bowl. If you get some on the seat, just give it a wipe. Just do, do That's what the toilet paper's for. That's what the toilet paper's for. No, I can That's attest to that. Like, someone that has to use the. Yeah, it's ugh. so gross. It's like, and it smells. Oh. Like, you know, you use the women's bathroom. It's like, hmm. It's lovely in here. You know, it's like it's like a summer holiday. <laughs> but do you know, do you know why? Do you know why? Because in the well, in the bladder region and all of that, with obviously male um, form and female form, female have more filtration through the system. And that's why the urine effect um isn't as 
pungent. Yeah. Also, what we flush. Word of the day. Pungent. Do your thing. Uh, yeah, yeah, plus it has less distance to travel if we're sitting down. Uh, we're also aware that the two buttons at the top of the toilet, they flush. They, they, they flush the toilet. That's what they Act. do. Literally. Act. Come on. Yeah. Like, seriously. And uh, this is like people who are listening. For the love of God, please fl- like aim for the bowl, like in the bowl, ideally. If you can't aim, sit down and please flush because for not only your drag queens, not only your women in the world, literally just for basic human decency and hygiene, please stop pissing on the floor. <laughs> yeah with a lot of women i don't have this problem as much anymore but definitely younger was i found it really hard to make that chocolate sausage somewhere else rather than my home I <laughs> my, what you're my wife was then. a fan of rectal rocket by the way. <laughs> yeah, i just like to say i'm full of shit like my husband can go anywhere anytime any place and i can't like i still kind of have to do it at my home but if i have to go i have to go but and the thing is you'll find that as you get like further in the surgery your body will just like now (laughs) like you don't get a choice it's like you're doing it now or now then i carry around that vi poo stuff you know the little (laughs) yeah that's right I love that. I love that it's a common thing. It's like VI poo. Don't you know oh, what that is? Best thing made in existence. No! It's like this little spray bottle that you get at Coles or Woolies and you spray it in the toilet bowl before you poop. And then when you poop, when it goes into the toilet bowl and it traps the smell. It smells like lemons or berries. So it or doesn't something. it doesn't come back up. <laughs> the best thing in existence because yeah. The one thing I will say about having this five house is it makes your crap smell fucking oh, terrible. I agree. Oh, I've got two floors and it stinks out everything if you don't use VI poo. Oh, <laughs> it's like, I'm I can't believe you don't know what VI poo is. <laughs> I've never heard of it before. Yeah, buy it. Seriously. <laughs> VI poo. Sponsor. VI poo. No, makes um, those devil donuts smell a little less. It's the best thing in existence, though, honestly. <laughs> like, and it's also like you don't have to buy air freshener. So you're just going to be like, yeah. Done. It I mean, crazy. it's, like a, it's weird. A devil <laughs> I'm concerned if it's round. <laughs> Just doing a swirl. <laughs> I follow the poop guy on on what is it? TikTok. He gives you poop poop word of the day. VI poop. VI poop. I love it. I've never heard of it. Yeah, they're, 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 heard of it. they're in the toilet oh. aisle. It is literally the best thing in existence because it actually really helps to make you feel less self-conscious about crapping in the bathroom, like publicly. I can't. I can't. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm adding it to my cart. (laughs) Yeah. 12. (laughs) No, it it lasts actually quite a long time as well. Like it's not like one of those, like it's one squirt gone. Okay. So basically what hurts my pancreas is check out my boobs bottom. (laughs) <laughs> while I'm walking into the bathroom so I don't get this one's like me specific but I like I feel that other people would have had this so I used to work in Maya in the shoe department mm. and I wasn't a very good retail assistant I, I like the tidying and the organizing rather than talking to people because as we've done this over the last six weeks I can't stand people so what 
annoys me is when you are rude to retail assistants or, you know, uh, waitresses, wait, waiters, that unless they're rude to you first and give you that sort of uh, feeling that they hate being, hate life and going to be rude to you. I'm here. Yeah. Don't, don't be rude to them. Because if you ask me if we have a size eight and a half in this shoe, I'm going to go stand out back, play on my phone, pretend to look, and then come out and say, no, we don't have it. Sorry. Mm. So don't, don't piss me off. Mm. So don't piss retail workers off specifically. Yeah. So, and there are rude retail workers and I try and get that rapport where I'm like, Oh, hi, how are you going? You know, could you help me with this? And if they're still giving me that resistance, I'm like, well, you're just a bitch. Yeah, but, you, but like the thing is, like, as like speaking as someone who has done retail, like I mean, much like yourself, like if they're acting like that, usually they're just having a bad day, and that's the thing. Yeah. Like, you just gotta understand that. But I hate when people specifically go out of the way to be like, "Well, why don't you have a hmm hmm?" Yeah, and I'm like, like, you say one more hmm, I'm gonna punch you. <laughs> if I can actively see that someone's having a shitty day, then I try and be nice to the point of where they be nice back because they don't have a choice I'm not being a dick but anyway so that was one of my things the other ones was people who talk on the phone while they're at the cash register I find really Mm -hmm. rude I try not to do it if I am on the phone I'll be like hold on a second I just need to do something because you know we're busy we got stuff to do Mm -hmm. but so that used to piss me off and I actually used to just wait until they got off the phone and I wouldn't serve them but yeah, then they'd get annoyed at you for waiting for her. What else would annoy me when I was, oh, people who would put things back like in the wrong spots or in the different areas. Like we spent yeah. most of our time cleaning shit mm. and picking up stuff. Or in like meat, meat in a noodle section and they've just left it there. Yeah, that annoys me even because my husband works used to work in grocery stores and I would mm. work in the grocery store like randomly and I would find like meat and bread stuck behind all the, I'm like, this took more effort than it would to just take it back. There's fridges mm. at the front. Just pop it in a fridge. Like I think it doesn't take it doesn't cost to be kind. That's why our stuff is, gets expensive because of their loss. Yeah. Wastage. Yeah, wastage. Yeah. I hate when people refer to me as excuse me. Oh. Yeah. I have it. I have a name badge. badge. Yeah, yeah, I have a name badge. Don't ask me if I work here. I'm wearing a name badge. Do you Hi, work do you here? Work here? Yes, I fucking do. I just wear this uniform for fun. fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love that we thought of exactly the same thing. Like we're wearing this for fun. Um, What burst your pancreas? I I said, like, as I said, I was like, I'm going to think of something of like the 40 things that I hate. People, no. What hurts my pancreas is when people don't indicate. Like when driving. Driving. I like I know I had to start with driving because I was like if we're gonna go like further into other things I'm like I'm gonna start with the thing I hate the most which is um when people don't indicate like the amount of times literally just today that I've nearly hit someone in my car it's a little Suzuki Swift so I have time to stop but this person like literally as I was turning into my street was just like break you know like I'm just like and but then like indicates but it's also like when people don't turn correctly, you know, it's the, like, I do not like when people either they take the corner, like so fast that it's like, you know, and you're like, you're like, you're sitting there going, damn, that would have been bad. If you're like, ah! <laughs> you know, when you, 
Sorry. I, I didn't expect my chair to keep going like that. You know, you've they, they've taken the corner so humanly fast that like it would have taken out a pedestrian, but also slowing down to the point where you come to like a full stop to turn. It's like, yeah. I'm like, but then the indicating is the main thing because an indicator like is there for a reason. And I know that people will say this is a joke all the time, but I am serious. Anyone listening, use your indicators. So we want to talk um, quickly about, have you been catching up on Celebrity Drag Race? Have you been watching that? Yes. Yes. I love her. The last episode, my friend, my favourite, Chick LaFay, went home. I mean, it's been a I don't agree with it. I don't agree with it at all. But Chakra 7, I don't get it. I'm I'm, I'm still not understanding it. it. I don't Why get is she a there? her Eartha I'm... kit because they did snatch game. Remember? Yeah. Her Eartha kit was now we've seen a, a bad Eartha kit like in one of the previous seasons of Drag Race, right? Mm-hmm. This Eartha kit was fucking worse. Mm-hmm. Snatch game is one of those things that you're either going to get really well or bomb it completely. And, you know, they've got like these top five that are all done pretty well. I did pr- personally prefer Donna Bellissima, but like as a drag queen, that's just more because it speaks to my type of drag. But if we're speaking specifically on, like, quality of Snatch Game, I do agree that Chakra was a bit weak when it came to it. But Chick LaFay, it's, it's, it's sort of like a really tough, like, Celebrity Drag Race, it's people that have done this, like, either they've got adapted really well to it, like Puppy Love. They've adapted really well because they were in that same industry, whereas Chakra 7 obviously isn't, like, a dancer particularly, but... I find it, I want to say though, the last episode, can we just say it was very like for Gaga, it was very subdued. Yeah. Yeah. Cause that's one thing. Like I, I enjoyed it, but I did not enjoy the fact that with Gaga, they were just like, you know, I'm like, throw yourself into that stage, like bleed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's why I think, yeah. I'm sorry. Chakra should have gone home. Yeah. I mean, I did like paparazzi, the paparazzi thing, but it wasn't something that was like, <gasps> it was like, oh. was it? It wasn't overly avant-garde. Gaga was all like very pretty. And I think like, the, I love Gaga and I love how pretty she actually is. But mm. even, but, but in the era that they were all doing, it's like weird Gaga. Well, not weird, but like different, alternative, fun, eh, Gaga. But see, the thing is that as soon as that came down to the lip sync, Kevin McHale was blown out of the water because Poppy Love did. And you actually mentioned a couple of episodes earlier, Haley. the... The whole, you know, should be used to it because of the backstreet thing, boys thing. He went straight out into the crowd, got them engaged, did all of that other stuff. Now, Kevin McHale did it the week earlier when he was doing peanut butter. In the crowd. Yeah. Right? And was really engaging with the crowd and surely should have kind of taken the cue from. But it was almost as soon as AJ went down into the crowd, Chickla Fay just should kind of went... It was all you could almost see her giving up. Like I get yeah. it, but I don't think it should have been Chick Fay versus Chakra Seven, not popular. No, yeah, and that's the thing. It's like it's it's that's the thing. Like Celebrity Drag Race to me is like fun, interesting drag race. Where I mean, obviously, all drag races to me are interesting because it's more like seeing like oh, I know that person. Normal drag race just hits a bit different to celebrity, and I think especially watching it like from an objective level like I mean because obviously I watch it more as a drag queen than as an actual viewer and which is like oh that's pretty cool but you know it's actually it is 
like on a core level it's very interesting to see all these celebrities do something they've never done before with actually such like energy well most of the time on it right not last episode <laughs> you know not to be shady but be more energetic it's gaga but yeah no exactly yeah that's the thing I, I think that's what disappointed me about the last episode like less so who went home and what that like because to me all the money is still going to charity so i'm like that's actually really good no matter yeah. what yeah um, no, I, I agree with that we're just being judgmental whores with rupaul's drag race uk are people caught up on that one i haven't watched um, is there a new episode out today or yes something? yes new i haven't out seen today. the newest episode yet okay so i'll talk about the first episode i'm not feeling it look they've stepped it up like their runway on point they have stepped it up but I'm not enjoying it because I don't have a favorite. Hmm. I've gotten to the second episode and I sort of have picked my favorite and Cass is really quiet because she hasn't caught up on it. And this is what our podcast is about. No, 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 no. <laughs> what happened was, what happened was, yeah. um, I started to watch it and I was laying in bed when I watched it. I felt like, okay, well, it's look, it hasn't, <laughs> it hasn't caught me yet because mm-hmm. I haven't picked a favorite I feel it depends on the episode a lot of the time you know with Rue and the thing is I think like it is RuPaul's Drag Race a lot of the time so it's like when Rue's engaged we're engaged I honestly could watch 10 episodes of Snatch Game oh literally just do the entire show they have to come up with someone different my look my after the second episode my favorite is probably between pixie polite and cheddar gorgeous cheddar mm. gorgeous has given me that sasha velour vibes she's a bit mm. older so her drag is a bit more alternate and pixie polite i think she's just funny the, my favorite part in the first episode was when black pepper came out and michelle visage was like black pepper i'm white salt that was like the funniest part of the episode. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just not feeling it yet. I think it's going to take me maybe three or four episodes until I'm. Yeah, until you're sort of properly engaged. But yeah. For me, from the get go, like after watching the entrances and all of that, I like, I do find them to be a bit quiet, but much like Starlet, quiet, but interesting. Like, do, I do like Dakota Schiffer, like quite a bit, but that's more because I love seeing a trans woman come into the drag scene because. Thing is, trans people are basically the building blocks of drag and like our entire community at the end of the day. Like they supported us so we could support them. But and a lot of us fall behind on that. But seeing a proud trans woman actually take part in drag race and be on that level as well, like be put together. I mean, I will say they need to step up their and actually, you know, go burr it's drag at the end of the day you, you know drag isn't like an over exaggeration of life but you'll um, see in the second episode their performance was a bit rough i'm like have you yeah. lip synced before but that's a bit I've... like have you seen the video of starlet's first performance you should see her second one. Oh, is it bad no oh, it's not great but the I thing is it's... is she thinks she does amazing yeah. <laughs> but the, the, here's the thing we were cackling when we watched that first episode when we, we were talking we were like um they introduced starlet because mm-hmm. the entire time it was just us hearing her go <laughs> you know I'm <laughs> you know saying because she couldn't she couldn't emote her face but she wears those face tapes yeah but doesn't allow her to do much 
here's the thing. Face tapes does, do not prevent you from having emotion. It depends how tight you actually put them. And she's putting them so tight when she doesn't need to. Well, like, I can I move my mouth so she can smile. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's almost like a disgusted, like, smile. Yeah, but, but yeah. Yeah, but like her confectionals, though. It's like the, <laughs> the only moment she's loud are when she laughs or says something that nobody understands. She's just stuff. a look queen, honestly. Yeah, but you're stunning, beautiful person. Yeah. Needs a lot more experience in performance and personality. And that's what I was getting at before about like having a personality is a crucial part of drag. Because like you can be a looks queen, you can be a um, video queen, you can do what you want in your lane. But if you're going to be on drag race, you need to be funny, you need to be pretty, and you need to be put together mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And three components like I don't care about what drag you do, that's just a fact. Know what you're doing, be funny, or at least be engaging and be present you know actually have a online presence have an on like a charity that you like do work for do things that make you stand out as a drag race queen adaptable is a important yeah. skill to yeah, have like, be, yeah pivot like pivoting be prepared to pivot because, because even those yeah. like like Ginny Lemon was one where she was just stuck in in her, in thing, her yeah. thing and she and just couldn't like she's a great drag queen, but yeah, she just beautiful. couldn't go into other aspects without yeah. being Ginny like, Lemon. Like, yeah, like I get being a bit more exuberant and all of that, but like be you, and that's the biggest thing I could say to anybody wanting to be a drag queen: be yourself. Like, keep if you're going to keep anything in, keep this. Um, we don't get paid enough. No, uh, no just pointing that because I like no, I learned as a makeup artist, we get paid. A decent wage for what we actually do and realizing that this is something that I could actually do as a career well not this as a drag dra- makeup <laughs> I should clarify is something I can do I can do drag as a career too but separately you know realizing that I could do that and make more money than I could in drag was kind of confusing to me at first I was like why why am I getting more as someone that's putting the technique in than someone that's actually like doing flips Performing. and tricks I mean obviously yeah. not someone that flips but you know um like a drag queen generally throws themselves across the stage like queen kong like that barrel roll like I, that made me laugh every time i saw that i was like queen kong doing a barrel roll is the funniest thing i've ever seen because it's like I've, i remember her doing that years and years ago because i used to obviously live in adelaide i actually met queen a few times she that is her go-to move and i fucking love it that sort of identifiable level of performance no she did that before mm-hmm. drag that's the thing and yeah yeah and all of that is just like she's probably still not getting paid what she's like worth that's probably not i i actually refer to that barrel roll as a side assault instead of a somersault (laughs) it's a side assault (laughs) i have met a few of them i've I've actually never met hannah in person but i actually i there's a lot of people in sydney that i do know that are actually really like really know her and a few like out of there. And I, I've, I've heard really good things about her personally, but I've actually, like Bev, she got, I think like Bev got a lot of flack, but I actually know Bev to be quite a nice person. We love uh, her. Yeah. We love, like, we are team we, Beverly Kills. We met her at Drag Expo. We spoke both days. We 
uh, made sure we said hello every time she walked past and, you know, like she remembered us. And yeah. so she was so lovely. And because this was only like maybe when the third episode was out. So I think yeah. et cetera. First. First or second? I don't know. No, it was the first because the second episode had, I'm about to say something that doesn't sound very nice, but I'm going to say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. Mm-hmm. So the second episode played that night we were in Melbourne, that mm. Saturday night. Right? Yeah, I remember. And it was the episode that Aubrey Have left. And I I distinctly remember turning around to uh, definitely my wife, but I don't know if you were there and saying, if I had have known that she was going to be that crap, I wouldn't have met her. <laughs> That's mean. Oh, that's no, but I wasn't mean. saying it in a bad way. I was just kind of going like, I, I, I just... I, I don't know. Because like, I, I, I walked, I I walked up felt to, awkward after that. I walked up to Aubrey Have and I go, you were robbed in that lip sync. And she's like, I know. Don't even go there. Don't. Don't. Because <laughs> no, um, I think I gave her my pen. Was that Aubrey Have? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did. did you guys yeah, see did. her exiting in the, literally in a Mini Cooper? No. No. She, she had a Mini Kids, like Mini Cooper, and exited the, the venue in that. That's amazing. And I was like, that is so fucking camp. I'm like, that's going to be me if I ever go on Drag Race. I'm just going to get like, I'm just going to get like, um, I'm going to get like juicy couture made for me and just like, <laughs> put, like on the ass um, and just be like, bye. <laughs> so how can people find you, Shazza? <clears throat> you can find me at, at Shazza.stone on Instagram and Twitter. You'll see me going, making manic stories at like 4am and going like, hi guys. Yes, I've seen it. <laughs> How are you? Me directly in front of the ring light going like this. <laughs> well, the, one of the things that we noticed, and we were saying this to Ivana, and I, I, I kind of said it to you after we met you and I kind of sent you that message and stuff, was the fact that every single one of you or every single drag queen were just so lovely and open. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, th- and that's why we know for a fact that Beverly Kills got a bad edit. I think the edit is a powerful thing, but in the wrong hands, it can make a villain out of someone that's a really kind person. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, the, uh, Hayley. Hi. <laughs> I've been a nice person the yeah, whole no. time. She'll, no, she'll make me look out to be the arsehole, not you. <laughs> I don't have to try that hard. I'll just look like a, I'll just look like a grumpy old bitch just sitting here like this the whole time. Yeah, no. Figured it out. Speaking of which, we need to wrap up because I've got a lot of editing to do. Yes. Uh, do you want to read the local drag shows? I do because it's pretty much a rinse and repeat of last week. Stonewall Hotel, 10.30, Saturday nights. The Gospels with Minnie Cooper, Hannah Conda, and Jackie Zenhide. Uh Saturday nights at the Newtown Hotel, 8.30 p.m. Live drag with Minnie Cooper, Tora Hyman, Victoria Anthony, Hannah Conda, and Dakota Secret. Triple Ds with Maxie Shield and Jackie Zenhide and Coco Jumbo every Saturday, 9 p.m. Gingers at the Oxford. And uh, if you want to meet Hayley live and in person and in 4D Technicolor smell vision She'll be at a drag queen trivia on uh, Wednesday, October 5th, 7 p.m. at Peppy's on the Peach, Peppy's on the Beach in a Wollongong. Uh, <laughs> reading so hard. I don't have to be smart. I'm pretty. 
Death Becomes Her with Elawara and Roxy Horror at the Vault on the 21st of October. So that's coming up. And mm-hmm. November uh, 19th, tickets are $35. And we have our new friend, uh, Charismatic, coming up in November, who will be performing in Soiree, the Drag Circus Dinner Cabaret, the 11th of November at Club York, 95 to 99 York Street, Sydney, 6 p.m. to 10.30 p.m. Or, mm-hmm. or Google it. Also, Hero Huggers by Rennie. Get your cute pillows. Yay. Yes. Shazza, we have a question for you. Yes. Do we? Go. Yeah, we do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When I say we, I mean I mean I mean me and us and, and the show. Yes. Would you would you come back and co-host again? Absolutely. Oh, I loved it being here with you guys. It's like talking to my friends. That I promise to always be put together. I do not promise to be in drag all the time. No, that's true. No, that's fair enough. That's either. fair enough. And that's what we tell everybody. It's your option. Uh, thank everyone for listening. Mm-hmm. And any drag queens that want to come on the show, just message us on Instagram. Yeah, not me or the girls. I'll let them know. Yes. Thank you. We don't care how long you've been doing it for. We don't care if you come on in drag or not. We just want to have a chat and have some fun. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. I love meeting you guys. All right. It was really lovely to catch up with you guys. And I will talk to oh, you. It's lovely to catch up with you. You. I'll talk to you next time I'm on the show. Yes. All Bye. right. Um, how do I can't <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you. We love Bye. you. Bye. 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 Bye.